I like to do what I want to do. I like to play with your band. I get that money and fame now, but the real understand. Shake it and roll it and roll it. Uh, came up on a couple of million. Uh, I invested in some buildings. Uh, look at my money and triple. Uh, shake it and roll it and roll it. Uh, I lost my bro to the system. Uh, I lost my bro to a pistol. Uh, they tried to take me with them. Uh, I can't go for that, no, no. I stay with killers every day. Keep a 40, it's hungry. I turn your block to a buffet. Yeah, I spend a lot, but let's see. I get jacket, DR shade. I got a lean stain on it. I'ma give it to my man. Talk about the money that they made. Nobody wanna talk about the money that they say. Who am I to talk about it? I blow money every day. Cause I know when you die, you can't take this shit to your grave. Gucci and Louis shoes everywhere, I don't got no closet space. Sachi draws my underwear, cause what you make in a week. Uh, big shit, expensive shit, all that shit. 12 gauge hit him, he do backflip. 40 hit him, and he Michael Jackson. Uh, big shit, expensive shit, all that shit. Only wanna fuck one time, baby. I'm gonna fall back, shit. Matter of fact, you wanna fuck up, but you wanna call back, bitch. But if I hit it already, chances are I ain't finna call back, bitch. Shake it and roll and roll Hello, you are now tuned in to another week of this Can't Be Life podcast. It is Kay the Rebel here, and I hope that everyone has had a great week. Um. If you are under any stress, I hope that you are not letting the craziness of the holidays get to you. It will be over next week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm done with all my Christmas shopping. Thank God. Um, Again, I just can't wait for this stuff to be over, for us to have the countdown and say Happy New Year and get back to the uh, normal things because it's just been way too much pressure. Um... As always, I thank um, any new listeners that we have or even old listeners. I noticed that um, within the past week, a lot of people, I won't say a lot of people, but the old episode that has been getting listened to a lot is ghosting. Um, and I'm not sure what's prompting people to want to listen to that episode. Maybe you've had to ghost somebody. I I don't know, but maybe... Uh, you know, we will have to revisit that topic again. And if you got some cool ghosting stories uh, to, hey, send them on in. Um, the social media is my personal page at K the Rebel, and the podcast page is TCBL Podcast, which is on Instagram. That is the only social media platform that we have at this time. If you need to email us by any chance, it's this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. I'm not consistent with checking the email, so I'm sorry. You're better off probably sending a direct message on Instagram. <sighs> Boy. Um, another thing I wanted to mention that was really cool I was in Five Below today, and since last week's episode was in regards to the. Um, in regards to gratitude, yes, gratitude. And um, they had a book about like a journal that was like specifically about like showing gratitude each page of it. Um, so I did buy that and it's kind of like a self-directed uh, journal, which I've heard um, some therapists talk about. And um, yeah, so that way it's like inspiration for you or when you have in those down times or whatever that you are able to really acknowledge the good in your life. Um, even if maybe you're not able to verbalize it or something, at least you would have a way that you can um, write it down. 
what is something else that I wanted to uh to talk about so yes I know at the end of the last episode I had um you know said my little piece as far as um Juice World and um you know about him resting in peace and how it was unfortunate that you know he was gone way too soon and then I debated and I just was like for the longest I have wanted to kind of talk about this but I'm not sure what was the reason that I I never got to it but just to really have a discussion about kind of like drugs and 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 hip-hop and I think the problem is, or I see so many people, like, I saw, like, some quotes or, like, some clips of interviews with Charlemagne the God, you know, it's kind of addressing that it's, like, this epidemic of people, you know, passing away, you know, from um, drug overdose, you know, this year's Juice World last year, I believe, was um, Mac Miller and so forth and so forth, but I don't really think that currently th- this is some type of um, epidemic, I feel like this has been going on for a very long time. Matter of fact, I know that it's been going on for a very long time. And that's because I did my motherfucking research. Okay? Yeah, and um, there are a lot of people that have died from, you know... I know... Well, first, let's rewind and talk about Juice World. I guess he died from overdose of Percocet. Um, he was on a private jet. I guess he was going to be detained by officials. There was... A whole bunch of weed on the plane there were guns on the plane and then the percocets and i don't know why he decided to take all of them at once which i guess then led to him having a seizure and then him obviously um expiring but anyways um i know that he's definitely like really was heavy into lean and i only know that from listening to his music um even the song that I decided to use on the intro which is one of like my favorite songs by him Future and Future um you know it's like he's saying I got a lean stain on it and I give it to my mate it's like <sighs> this was like the norm this is like their everyday life I don't even think it's just one of those things where someone is stopping and taking that moment to be like hey I have a problem and that's because so many people you know, have been doing this. And I don't think that it's an epidemic currently. Once again, it's it's something that's been going on for a while. Um, my husband was clowning me because when I did decide to do my research, you know, I had no idea that um, Pimp C was using um, lean. But I guess maybe I just didn't really pay attention back then in the whole Pimp C and UGK and Bum B like ever, I guess, you know, or... Um, <laughs> for me to be a huge 3-6 Mafia fan, and of course, everybody likes sipping on syrup, I never even thought of the correlation because it's like we're always constantly changing the, the the name of something. But even when they were calling it syrup back then, I didn't know nothing about that or what the fuck that was at all. But obviously, syrup, lean, you know, dirty Sprite, whatever you want to call it, activist, all these different names, I I, I don't know. But... People been dying from this shit is basically kind of the angle that I wanted to use for this episode to bring awareness to that. That this just isn't something that these new rappers are into. This started like, shoot, almost 20 years ago. Because if you think about it, um, DJ Screw, I guess, died in the year 2000. And it was from um, an overdose of codeine and promethazine. Um, and then Pimp C passed away in 2007. 
old dirty bastard. I mean, it said that he supposedly used, I guess, lean as well, but he passed from, I guess, overdose of cocaine and tramadol. Um, and then, and you know, most recent, uh, years, there was somebody named little peep. I didn't even know that he was like, somebody but I guess people made a big deal about him and he died from an overdose of Xanax and fentanyl and I guess the reason why he was supposedly on drugs is because he was battling depression and bipolar disorder um you know Mac Miller supposedly was his overdose was fentanyl and cocaine um they were even saying that that dude whichever one from Criss Cross I forget which one passed away his was supposedly drug related as well I don't know um, I do feel though that the whole drug addiction and mental health thing do kind of go hand in hand or like suicidal thoughts and things like that. Um, I was reading some article and I, um, and it was very interesting to me, uh, Vic Mensa, he was talking about his, um, battles with, um, drug addiction and, um, he had kind of like a different perspective because you know so many people are just judging these young men for their their substance abuse but no one's really looking at the underlying factors so he was saying that young black men experience a lot of trauma they've lost people seen violence and been humiliated by society and i mean we've talked about this on the podcast plenty of times that you know people just don't understand the plight of a of a black man within the the society, especially the United States society, you know, that is, and, um, so many of them have these interesting stories, and it's really easy to say, oh, they need to stop doing drugs, they need to stop doing this, but no one really knows how they feel, um, no one knows what it's like to be in the limelight, um, and as corny as it sounds, I mean, I guess I won't use the word peer pressure because these people are, are grown consenting adults, but I guess there's just, there's a lot of um, influence and, you know, it's it's also like an a, a approach from a sociology standpoint when they say that, you know, your environment affects your behavior and it's like, you're surrounded by all that. Like, how do you just not, I don't know, maybe you have to be strong enough to, you know, just say no, but then I'm sure it also turns to, you know, people have money and then, they get bored. They want to try new things. And then sometimes eventually ends up becoming, I guess, like somewhat somewhat of a habit. And, you know, <laughs> I guess the next thing that I want to talk about as far as what, you know, drugs, your substance abuse as for, and, and hip hop is that I myself, I guess, contribute to that narrative of, you know, how it's it's so accepted. I mean... I sat and really thought off the top of my head, like, so many songs that I like that are about drugs. Like, I like Coding Crazy by Future. I like Lean Like This by Migos. Um, of course, Sipping on Syrup by 3-6 Mafia. I like Hate Being Sober by Cheap Keef. Like, there's, like, a lot of things. Yeah. Plenty other songs Migos has that are, like, drug-related. Come on, Gucci Man has had plenty of songs that mention you know drug abuse young thug and of course I just I just bump to that shit all the time and never really think about like wow this is these people's everyday lives this is what they do you know and 
it just makes you kind of think too, you know, like, um, is it, are, are they acknowledging their drug addiction? Just simply meaning they're owning their truth. Like, this is what I do. Or are they glorifying it? Like, is, is, is this a positive for them? Of course, we know that there is no positive outcome from substance abuse at, at all. But if you're not in those people's shoes, you can't, you, you can't say that. Because again, that's, that's, that's their truth and, and that's their life. And maybe substance abuse is, is the coping mechanism for, you know, young, um, rap artists or even the older ones. And what's crazy is that Let's take Future, for instance. He is so much older than Juice World, And, you know, there's supposed to be some type of, like, fathers or godfathers of hip-hop that are supposed to look out for the younger guys. And it's kind of like, to a certain degree, I don't know. I, I felt like, damn, I guess maybe I just had a, a moment of awareness or accountability, and I just was like, to a certain degree, like, this young man's blood is kind of on your hands because before Juice World probably even became a rapper, he probably looked up to somebody like Future. And I'm not saying that, oh, he necessarily made him want to take a lean or Percocet or what other type of drugs that he was into. But at the same time, it's kind of like you weren't necessarily setting a better example or it's crazy how somebody like Future's been doing this shit for years. I mean, doing drugs. And I know a long time ago, he had some type of article while he was saying that he makes his best music while under the influence. And that if he were to stop abusing drugs, he wonders like if his music would still be the same or if his fans would fuck with him the same based on whatever type of music he was able to produce. But what's so crazy is that... um I'd like to believe that he still does does drugs. I, I don't think he has he has quit. Of course, I don't know him personally, but it's like, come on. But um, I wonder why is he so scared of, of, of failure or thinking that you have to reach your best potential with your music only if you're you're high off of something. That's crazy. I don't know. Um but again, I, uh, see that statement right there was judgmental. Again, that's that's his reality. Maybe he really feels like that. And because, you know, especially with him having all these damn kids or whatever, uh, he has to continue to make a living. So I guess, yeah, if you got to still sip lean and pop pills or whatever just so you can produce good music because he be having that fire. I ain't even going to lie, you know. Um but anyways, back to my original point. I wonder how that makes him feel to knowing, I mean, my little brother told me how he had a show, I think over the weekend or something, and he gave like a tribute to him. And it just kind of seems a little bit uh, contradictory because it's like, you know, you're like rest in peace or you're thinking like it's fucked up, but it's kind of like it, it could have been you but maybe he feels like he's been a pro and he's been doing that shit for years so that he wouldn't he's not gonna you know over those and there are some people that have been doing it for years that you know never never passed away I guess I guess from it so I don't know 
But as my grandmother says, the Lord has a hand in everything. So I guess it just never was was his time. But it just it just stinks that you have somebody, you know, so young as Juice World that had to fall victim to, um, you know, the deadly consequences of of substance abuse. And it just seems like I think the big difference between, you know, the older rappers or the late rappers that, you know, are into substance abuse or, you know, abusing lean or whatever other kind of drugs, I still feel like they just had a different approach approach to life. I think they really did believe that they still had time here or that they, you know, that they were going to live for a while. But I feel like the difference with today's hip-hop artists that are abusing drugs, that they really believe that they are going to live fast and die young. I didn't even know this, but there's other songs of Juice World that I never have even listened to. And my daughter, of course, was probably a little bit more of a fan than me. And she told me that he had some song literally saying that, like, he knew, like, he was going to die or there's some quote. Matter of fact, come over here. What is the name of the song? Legends. Legends? Okay. And, and, and tell my listeners exactly what the lyrics say. We ain't making it past 21. We ain't making it past 21. He's been going through paranoia. He's been going through paranoia. So when you listen to stuff like that, how does that make you feel? Do you just say it and don't really analyze the words? You just kind of go along with it? No, I do. I know what he's saying, and I, like, understand what he means. But I can't relate, but, like, I analyze it, so I get it. So you get it. Meaning the whole, the whole like, suicide thing. Yeah. Okay. So... Oh yeah, and and then remember, I remember. I'm gonna keep you here because as this is this is relative. I was gonna talk about um, logic. That's the one that sings that I don't want to be alive. I just want to die today. Now, whenever that song went or would come on the radio, Mari, remember how I would be like, like, what the fuck is this song? Like, it's. It's making people think that it's okay to kill themselves. And I guess I just didn't listen to it. And you were the one who corrected your mom and was like, you know, it's about suicide awareness. And it's telling people, you know, at the end of the song that you need to stay alive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't got to die today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I didn't, I didn't really know that. Does that... Does that kid Logic do drugs too? No. He doesn't do drugs? No. He was just trying to bring awareness to suicide and no, all that other he stuff? Does drugs, no. no. Does he make any other music? Yeah. I don't listen to it. That was that was when I first knew about that song. Oh, just that song. Oh, okay. Tell the listeners bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's your first podcast appearance. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's my lovely daughter, Amaria. Yes. Uh, she just happened to be 
here while I'm while I'm recording. But um, uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, another thing that I wanted to say, I saw her and then I instantly thought of a topic that I wanted to talk about. See, now I'm going all around the world. But anyways, um, yeah, it really is this live fast, kind of die young um, um, mentality. It just stinks because these guys are really talented and, and they have so much that, that, that they can do. Um, you know, the world is literally at their fingertips. The fact that they even get the opportunities that they get, you know, to get signed, to go on tour, to go to all these different countries. And it's just like, it's it's not enough enough for them. There's still this, this sunken place, this sadness, this darkness that, that they just can't seem to overcome. And I don't know, it just kind of makes me sad. And... And it's only because who who am I to judge somebody or tell them how they should deal with their mental health issues? You know, um, I've had some moments, you know, in my life that I could say could have maybe been a little dark, but I don't know. I don't want to do lean. I don't want to snort coke, shoot heroin. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to try anything. I don't want to pop any pills. I mean, the only thing I've ever done is, of course, smoked a nasty cigarette before when I was 17. I mean, I've smoked and I've smoked weed before, but aside of anything else, I'm not taking any, anything. And my goodness, I don't even understand how people are out here even being high off Percocets. I've had been prescribed Percocets for surgery purposes twice in my life, and Lord have mercy. That kind of high, it's just not even, I don't even want to talk about it or Oxycontin or all that. I remember like after my C-section, when I kept taking it, taking it, and then when I went to like, I stopped taking it, went to wean myself off of it. I was going through like withdrawals. It was fucking scary. I, I just, I don't I don't know how people are able to do that or take their bodies through through all of that. But um, yeah. Um, I don't think I really have anything else to say about that. But yeah, I need I needed to get that off my chest. Anyhow, um, something that is also hip-hop related that I want to discuss. I saw a damn um, video from that Whack 100. Okay, this thing is getting fucking out of control. All right, two to three weeks ago, you're talking about how Nipsey Hussle is not a legend. Just so disrespectful. Talking about, oh, and he's only talking about as far as his music. But anyways, Nick Cannon sat down with this fool, which I don't even know why he wasted his time interviewing such garbage. Anyhow, but he's sitting down with him and talking about he ain't never studied, um, I guess, Nipsey's bibliography to know what he has done for community. You're being a fucking asshole. Everybody over there in the Crenshaw and Slauson area are very well aware of everything he's contributed to that community. And you being from the West Coast or from Los Angeles, use a damn motherfucking lie and use a motherfucking hater. And you're not getting into the pearly white gates of heaven either with your fucking mouth going. Like, I, I just don't even understand. But anyways, he goes from saying what he said about Nipsey, which what prompted Nick Cannon, I guess, to interview him, you know, shock value, entertaining this trolling, but he's just taking trolling to a whole nother level. Now he's talking about that Biggie was not a legend because he only had two albums. Uh, how could he have had more albums, you dumb bitch? He got gunned the fuck down. Just like fucking Nipsey couldn't have had any more albums. So because your life got taken from you, um, that means that you're not capable of being like a legend. 
Well, if that's the case, then I guess all the rest of the legends, civil rights legends, because uh, Martin Luther King got killed, Malcolm X got killed, I guess they ain't legends either. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're, there's no way that he's really serious when he's saying this shit. And I just want everybody to not interview him any fucking more. It, this is just ridiculous. Like, he's, he's talking, and it's aggravating me that people, I mean, there's supposedly a, a video, I guess, of Nipsey Hussle's bodyguard, like, running up on him and giving him the business. I haven't seen the video yet, but yeah, I, I do need to watch it, and I hope that that's true, and that's just not, like, the blogs talking stupid. But yeah, like, I don't, I'm not even understanding. Um, and of course, we can end this off on one of the most positive notes in the world. Donald Trump was impeached, canceled, dissed, dismissed, thrown the fuck out, deuces, all that, and then some. Um, I didn't really think that they were going to do it, so I was very surprised. But kudos to Congress and all the mother motherfuckers in politics. Um, and that is all for this week of This Can't Be Life. And I will see you guys again next week. And I'm hoping that I have a part two to this because I really would like like some type of, um, you know, rap artist, you know, obviously a local one here in Massachusetts to come back and give their perspective on um, drugs and hip hop. And on that note, goodbye. <laughs>